Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com. Click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option, or you can give by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. You're invited to be at the heart of the action. In September, Pastor Neil will launch part two of his message series on the Gospel of Mark called All Things New. With this new message series, three types of group life will also be launched, growth groups, prayer groups, and at-home worship. Experience your own spiritual blessing by facilitating or hosting one of these groups, either in person or by Zoom. To sign up or learn more, contact Barbara Waite. Our next drive through communion will take place on Saturday, September 5th at 5.30. If you would like more information, please check your newsletter or the church website. On Saturday, September 12th at 5.30, we will have an outdoor worship service on the front lawn at Stonebridge. Join us for worship, a message, and some fellowship, six feet apart, of course. Registration is now open, so please visit our website to register before the 12th. We would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. We're going to take a moment out right now and pray for those affected by the hurricane and those who are suffering in our nation. Would you pray with me? Father, right now we lift up those who are in the path of Hurricane Laura. Lord, for the hundreds of thousands without power or water. Lord, for those who have uh, lost loved ones. For those who have lost their homes. Uh, God, we pray that you would intervene, Lord, that you would uh, bring restoration uh, to the property loss. But God, I pray that you would bring comfort for those who are mourning. And God, we also lift up uh, the other things that uh, we're going through in our nation right now, Lord, specifically uh, COVID-19 and uh, Lord, the violence in, that we see in the cities. Uh, God, I just pray that you would bring peace, clarity, sanity, and healing. Lord, for all of us who are in need, who are suffering, who are feeling the isolation, um, God, I pray that your will would be done. I pray that you would bring glory to your name. And we thank you, God, because we know in the midst of all of this that you are on the throne of heaven and that your love for us never changes. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, I'm Pastor Jonathan, and this is today's scripture reading from Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 12. Calling the twelve to him, Jesus began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals 
but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. This is God's word to us today.
Hello, Stonebridge. Have you ever felt like you needed to defend God? We're going to talk about that today.
that we don't need to defend God, we need to demonstrate God. You know, we uh, imagine people would ask us, uh, or we might even ask these questions ourselves, why is there evil in the world? Why so much suffering? If God is a good God and a loving God, an all-powerful God, then why do so many bad things happen and, uh, and not as many good things happen as we would like? And we feel like, well, it's up to us to answer those questions, to defend God's reputation. The reality is, we don't need to defend God. And in fact, realistically, we can't. No matter how good we are at answering questions like those, we just don't have the skills and the abilities to defend God. And God doesn't need our defending. I want you to imagine a group of preschoolers surrounding Dwayne the Rock Johnson trying to protect him. It might look a little like this. And it seems both silly and maybe a great plot for a great movie. The point is, Dwayne doesn't need preschoolers to defend him. And the same is true for us and for God. Think for a moment about what you know or remember about uh, Moses going to Pharaoh back in the book of Exodus. What did he do? He went and uh, told Pharaoh to do something. He said, let my people go. And then, did he spend time dem uh, uh, defending God? T talking about why the God of Israel was better than the gods of Egypt or anything like that? No. He demonstrated God. And God sent plagues uh, on Egypt uh, until Pharaoh did exactly what Moses asked and let his people go. In our text today, Jesus is sending out his followers to preach the gospel for the very first time, to communicate that the kingdom of God has come near and it's available to people. The very same message that Jesus has been teaching since the very beginning in the first chapters of the book of Mark. And the point for him is our point today. Don't defend God, demonstrate him. And that's a tall order. To get there, uh, we're going to look at two lessons that come out of our scripture text from Mark chapter 6. First one is this, humility, not competence. Humility, not competence. And the second one is, walk away rather than fight. Walk away rather than fight. Hmm. So remember, our main point today is don't defend God, demonstrate Him. And we're looking at our first lesson, humility, not competence. We need to go, when we go to speak with others, to engage others, we need to go knowing that we need them to help us accomplish our goals. We're not on our own. We need to go humbly. The text says in uh, Mark 6, these were Jesus's instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. Now, 
there are a lot of commentaries and a lot of explanations, a lot of sermons about all the elements of that, like what's the significance of taking a staff and what's the significance of wearing sandals. I, frankly, I think all of that pretty much misses the main point. And that's that when you go, go with humility, not competence. When you go to introduce others to Jesus, go with nothing but the shirt on your back and rely entirely on the goodness and the support of those you seek to speak to. We go not just in a spirit of humility and, and dependence, but actually being humble and dependent on others, not relying on our own competence. We may go with confidence, but we are not fully competent to accomplish our goals without the help and the participation of those we have decided to go and spend time with. I'll give you an example. Have you seen the Netflix series, The Kindness Diaries? It's an example of being totally dependent on others. It follows a man named Leon Logothetis as he travels by himself around the world, relying on the kindness of strangers. And in season one, he starts off in LA and then uh, he's on a vintage motorcycle and he's determined to circumnavigate the globe. And he heads off and surviving only on the kindness of strangers, he ends up going through Europe and India, Cambodia, Vietnam. Finally, he gets to Canada and eventually back to the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles by asking strangers for food, shelter, and gas. Uh, and in the series, he's won over again and again by people's generosity and kindness. Leon Logothetis cannot accept money from anyone. He can only accept what people offer him, tangible things, including, in one of the first episodes, half a blanket in a doorway given to him by a homeless man who scoots over and shares what he has and gives him a place to sleep for the night. Now, uh, I know that kind of a story makes me feel uncomfortable and watching it, it can lead to uncomfortable moments for us. And I am sure that many of you are like me. I wouldn't even imagine doing something like that. But Leon gets to the real heart of real people. It's unscripted, it's unplanned. And now contrast that with so many other travel documentaries um, where hosts go in power and authority. I'm not being critical. I watched some of those too. I've watched one uh, called Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. And Gordon goes as the competent expert. He has a production crew that goes ahead of him. They coordinate everyone he's going to see. They plan adventures for him to take. They provide transportation, lodging, events. And for example, in the first episode, Gordon goes to Peru and it's been set up for him to meet one of the well-known chefs in Peru. And that chef agrees to cook a meal with Gordon at the end of several days. And then he has set up contacts and things for Gordon to do and to meet. So there's a motorcycle waiting 
for Gordon that will in, uh, get him uh, a few miles down the road where he will meet some people that are waiting for him so that they can take him to some herbs growing, uh, waiting for him so that he can make a dinner that people are waiting for him to make so that he can get back to his hotel room that's waiting for him. He goes in strong, dependent on no one. In fact, Ramsey is not humble. He is competitive. Uh, and his goal throughout his uh, episodes is to beat that chef at their own game, to, to cook a better Peruvian meal than that Peruvian chef can cook. He's there for himself, to learn about cooking, to improve, to demonstrate his own competence. And, and, and don't get me wrong, it's a very interesting show, and I watch it, but I'll just say this. I don't get teary watching Gordon Ramsay the way I get teary watching The Kindness Diaries and Leon Logothetis. People in those shows uh, might say to Gordon Ramsay, thanks for visiting, but people say to Leon, Thanks for changing our lives. Now, Jesus wasn't producing a show. He was communicating life-changing news to people. And the way he chose to do that was to send his followers more like the Kindness Diaries than Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. He sent them out with humility, not competence. He wanted them to be dependent on the people they encountered to need them, not to compete with them. So how does this relate to our main point? Anytime we make an effort to defend God, it's out of our own sense of competence, not humility. But no matter how hard we try, we're like those preschoolers trying to defend Dwayne Johnson. Jesus calls on us to demonstrate God, not defend him. To demonstrate him by living among the people, he didn't give his followers the luxury of moving from house to house. He said, you stay put. Don't offend the people that you're with. Don't get tired of their accommodations. With humility, accept what's given you. Jesus' followers were to demonstrate God by living among people in humility, not competence. So who are the equivalent people for us today? It's people at work people we live near, groups like young adults that the church wants to reach, to go to them in humility, not competence. Here are some do's and don'ts. Do be real. Do listen more than we speak. Assume we don't have all the answers. Believe we can only solve problems with the help of those we seek to serve. And don't think we need to prove something or have answers, or defend a position. Don't be competitive, expecting to win. And by winning, to win over those we seek to care about. Do go like Leon, relying on others. And don't go like Gordon, with everything planned out. There's always more we could say, but I want us to move on to the rest of the text. And this interesting lesson that Jesus gives his followers. So first remember the, the main point is don't defend God, demonstrate him. And the first lesson and the instructions Jesus gave were about demonstrating God by going in humility, not competence. 
And our second lesson gets at the heart of not defending God. The second lesson is this, walk away rather than fight. Well, uh, that doesn't sound very mm, American. It doesn't sound like something John Wayne would say. And for those of us who don't even know who John Wayne is, uh, we may know this motto from the movie Galaxy Quest, never give up, never surrender. Now that sounds like the American way. We have a culture of superheroes and Western uh, movie cowboys and a national sense of manifest destiny that kind of makes us really uncomfortable even saying the words, walk away. But that's exactly the response Jesus tells his disciples to have when they're challenged by those they seek to help. We read this, And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Huh. So what's that mean? Well, you know, uh, when you go to the beach or your kids play in a sandbox and you get to the car and everybody takes their shoes off and they smack them together to get all that sand off before you get into the car. Leave it all behind. Well, that's the message uh, of what's going on here. So it's, it's the same activity, dusting off your shoes, but boy, it has a really different message. Imagine pretty small town, all dirt roads, and these followers of Jesus get to the edge of town and they take off their shoes and they hit them together to get sure all the dust of the town stays behind. And um, they knock all that dirt and dust off. It's definitely a message, but you know what it's not? It's not an argument. It's not a fight. When a community challenged the message of the followers of Jesus, those followers didn't defend God. They didn't defend Jesus. They walked away. Not just figuratively. They literally walked away. Now, defending God has a place, particularly in a place in our culture today. There are all kinds of books and organizations focused on what's called apologetics and explaining the doctrines of God. And, and sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's appropriate. For example, uh, on college campuses, oftentimes uh, Christian groups will put together an event that uh, is a debate between a trained biblical scholar uh, versus uh, maybe a philosophy or science teacher uh, around topics uh, like morality or evolution or things like that. And the point is to argue. The point is to debate, to defend your position. So why didn't Jesus recommend some of those strategies? And we have our answer in verse 12. They went out and preached that people should repent. The purpose of these followers in these towns was to preach, to teach, to communicate that people should repent. So what's repent mean? Repent means to rethink the way we live our lives. So I want you to imagine a person who smokes or drinks heavily goes to their doctor and their doctor says, you know, you got this medical condition and you have got to stop smoking or drinking immediately or you're going to die. Now, if he was using biblical language, that doctor could say it this way. 
repent from smoking or drinking. In other words, reevaluate your habits, your plans, your lifestyles based on this new information that I'm giving you. Uh, now, once that patient knows and understands the facts, if they don't intend to stop, how helpful is it for the doctor to bring out more charts uh, and uh, show more videos about how bad smoking and drinking is? Is that going to make any difference? Usually not. Usually, you have to leave it up to the patient to make up their mind. And defending your position as a doctor usually isn't that helpful. Let them see and hear uh, what it looks like and then leave it up to them. And uh, in the story of Mark, Jesus tells his followers to go live with people in their communities. Demonstrate God through our own actions and words. Our message is that the kingdom of God has come near and there's a new way to live in kindness and goodness and freedom from sin and guilt. We need to show them that. Let them hear that and see that in our words and our actions. And then, like that patient, their decision to reevaluate their lives, to repent, is up to them. If they push back or refuse to listen, we're not supposed to talk louder or email them more information or pick at their offices. We're to shake off the dust from our feet and walk away. Most of us are never going to be in a situation where we're talking to an entire town. Most of us are in situations where we're talking one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's a friend or a neighbor or a loved one. When I'm in those situations, my goal is to always speak the truth in love and to demonstrate that love through my words and actions. My prayer is that a light goes off in their heart and they say, well, I want that. But that doesn't always happen. And so my hope is that sometime later, when their situation changes, maybe when the Holy Spirit is working on them again, that they think back to our interaction. And maybe they say, gosh, I can't remember what that pastor's name was, and I don't remember anything he said, but I remember how he loved Jesus and how he truly believed that loving and living in Jesus' kingdom was the very best option for me. I think I'll look into that again. That's what happens when we move with humility uh, and not just with competence. For that, I, for that to happen, I need to be more like Leon Logothetis than Gordon Ramsay. I need to enter that conversation with a sense of humility, not competence. I need to be willing to walk away rather than fight. Dwayne Johnson doesn't need preschoolers to defend him. God doesn't need us to defend him, but to demonstrate him through our words and actions. I don't think the world and our neighbors have ever needed that demonstration of love and grace and kindness any more than they need it today. Let's demonstrate God's goodness. Amen.
for joining us today. May the peace of our God be in your heart, his grace in your words, his love in your hands, and the joy of our Lord in your soul. Go in peace.